Episode 21, Season 2 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your favorite, oh god, just your all-time favorite hockey team that you just can't get enough of, that's right, the Detroit Red Wings, have a home, oh boy, this is going to be fun oh, man. to talk Woo! about. I'm that's getting... what I'm talking about. We got to do a little business first though, man. Gotta oh. do a little business first. Let's do that it. business. Uh, we got some enthusiasm for the business, at least. So it's not quite time for the madness. The macho madness. Yeah. That is college basketball in March. Ah. But that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook's got your back, buddy. America's top-rated sportsbook app is giving all new players a chance to cash $100. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. And if your team makes it rain, a single three-pointer. You cash $100. Beautiful. That's right. All it takes is for one three-pointer. Even in Detroit, our beloved Pistons hit a three-pointer or two. Um, all it takes, you know, at this point, even the Red Wings might hit a three-pointer or two, right? Well, probably not. But uh, being hit by your chosen team to hit uh, turn $1 into $100, uh, just like that. Uh, sounds like a no-brainer to me. Um, yeah, the slam dunk of an offer. And look at this. Tomahawk. Ah! Yeah, so this is a tomahawk boat with money, so it's better. Won't be around forever, so head to the App Store now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and get in on all the action. If basketball isn't for you, we know what show you're watching right now. DraftKings Sportsbook has daily odds on hockey, soccer, and so much more. Maybe they should add pro wrestling. Uh, DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its customers since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Hmm. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get your shot at $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code THPN for new customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winnings paid out in four $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia, call 888-532-3500. Mike, we need a phone number to call when you've got a Red Wings problem because I am just so angry. I'm not even like that angry about the Red Wings. I'm just angry with like conversations I'm having online. I'm angry with, with the fact that I'm stuck watching this team. Uh, God, I'm I'm angry that like Mike Tirico and Eddie Ultrick watch this game and they're just like, I I don't know, it's they're the shots are going. I don't know why they're not going in the net. 
Um, honestly, like it just feels like such yeah. a, De- a Detroit sports thing right now. And by that, I mean, like, how many times have we seen like Lions games end and the announcers are just like, I've never seen this happen before. It, it, but it happened to the Lions. Uh, it's another one of those statistical anomalies. We've, uh, you know, we'll put it on the list with uh, Calvin Johnson processing the catch. Uh, I don't know, Matt. Give me another good one. I, I don't have another one in the chamber. This this just, this hockey Kevin game has, has entered it. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Lankinen just decided to make a name for himself uh, <laughs> against. I mean, starting with the Detroit Red Wings this season, this is, this is his second fantastic game. Um, I, I just. There's there's so many things that we could start going over. There's there's the advanced analytics, and uh, I've been talking with our blogger Jesse today. We've been bouncing numbers back and forth, but it's that's the long and short of it. And and he made he made a good point today, where it's just like you know what, who who gives a crap? Because ultimately, Mike, what we did was we put up zero goals, and uh, it doesn't matter how we dissect it. Because really, what I was going to say was the expected goals for Lincoln and was 2.72. He was supposed to give up almost three goals today. Um, he gives up none. <laughs> those 29 shots. I, I just, it's just one of those things where it really looked like we were going to put in a power play goal finally today. Um, yeah, Brome, Mike, we talk about expected goals for, and you measure it. Uh, the expected goals for percentage is, is you know, measure, measured by a percentage to say, how many? What was your expected goals for, and what was the expected goals against you? Apparent, you know, you would have allowed from this predictive model. Like yeah. Brome's numbers today were ninety eight percent. He was playing balls off the wall. He was awesome today, setting up so many great chances. Um, I, I just, and it still is not going in for him. I just don't. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't. And and. Another conversation I had today, Mike, because I, I we just go in circles. And we'll start to recap this, but um, I'll, I'll tell. I'll, I'm going to break the fourth wall for everybody here. Um, I got to get Mike to bed. Mike has actual things he's doing tomorrow, so this could just be a, another 25 minutes of Matt ranting. Mike will just <laughs> pop off the screen, and then and then I'll we'll send this off and and uh, send it to the Hockey Podcast Network for tomorrow yeah. morning, but. It's just there was, uh, so frustrating. Uh, yeah, I know you were inspired by the power play. I just, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> when we, 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 uh, pulled Bernier with about a minute to go and, uh, almost immediately we reverted back to our usual, uh, man advantage, uh, bad habits. We immediately made a blind, uh, whirling dervish pass by Fabry, uh, to nobody. Uh, and it resulted in an empty net goal for Chicago almost instantly. <laughs> and then the yeah. game was over. And uh, Rico was just at a loss for words, just trying uh, to explain, hmm, well, that's uh, usually a play, you know, maybe with like 10 seconds to go in the game. And maybe well, Fabry, maybe Fabry was, thought there was like half a second left. And, right. Oh, was it Olchik? Yeah, Olchik was was the one who threw that. Because that's what I was going to – I was going to steal that. I had that, that note down because that was um, – you know, I think we get mad at him because he's a former <laughs> Chicago Blackhawk, yeah. but he made like that was such a great point. Like, there's no reason to make that play right there. And you know, um, it's funny about that play too, Matt. Um, and because what we've been doing is 
instead of just going game by game, we've just kind of like meshed the series into one. Mm-hmm. So in this Chicago series, like in the first game, I felt like there were so many plays and uh, where um, I think even in between periods, they were commenting on how the Red Wings defensemen were joining the rush. Uh, people were keeping their heads up. Um, you know, they were trying to make passes to open guys, even if they weren't quite crisp, which is probably why we didn't get any goals. Uh, or an, at least enough goals to, you know, tie or win. Yeah. Um, but they were making heads-up plays, and it was just funny that in a desperate move, we reverted back to those bad habits. Heads down, not not keeping the play going, um, not making the smart play, and then uh, ultimately, you know, help contribute to getting shut out by, uh, you know, not, uh, not somebody we would call a world beater uh, defending the cage for Chicago. So... Um, yeah, just, just kind of disheartening to see, uh, you know, uh, Brome was kicking ass tonight and I, I really feel like the Red Wings played really well, um, in the, in the first game of this little mini series, um, just coming up a little bit short, but, uh, yeah, it's two more losses, but, uh, I mean, I don't know how much you can really hang your head, you know, cause at this point what we're trying to see is effort and at least we're seeing effort. Um, and this time I think it was Tariko who was saying, you know, this is, inspiring play from Chicago who's won like seven of their last nine or 10. Um, and they're, they're playing almost all rookies with Patrick Kane. Um, and I think ideally the Red Wings are about a season away, uh, from doing that. Um, and being almost totally out from under contracts that were anybody above the age of, I'd say 21 at this point, uh, with all the kids that they plan on calling up. Um, but yeah, like Chicago's, probably you know um a a goal for us to have like in the next season or two well i mean you talk about their kids their kids are scoring and it it looks more encouraging than you know the one or two young players that we play yeah and that that's something too that that's kind of making no sense like uh this wasn't in our show notes but uh, Smith getting sent down. Uh, we're waiting for, uh, I think Svechnikov who just got called up to have uh, probably cross some T's and dot some I's in regards to COVID and what the protocol is before he can actually join the team, which also begs the question, why would you make the move? Cause Giovanni Smith wasn't necessarily playing poorly. He was even producing from a right. goal and assist perspective. Um, so I mean, I guess really that that that's sort of a wash because you're you're taking one guy, one young guy, and replacing him with a young, another young guy, or just kind of the difference there between those two is uh, where the expectations started based on where you drafted one guy and where you drafted the other. Um, so you're you're hoping to get more out of Svechnikov, but ultimately, shoot, it looks like both of them would be riding the the taxi squad. Um, you know. The, I'm starting to wonder too, and this is gonna this is gonna be where we put on the aluminum uh, or the tinfoil cap. Uh, you know how many guys were were talking about? Yeah, I, I signed because of the conversation I had with Steve Eiserman. How much of that conversation was Steve going? Look, we're not gonna play any of the young guys. You can get on the ice. You can have fun. Mix it up out there. <laughs> You're gonna come on and make you know. Either, you know, like Gagne numbers, you're making Bobby Ryan numbers super low, but we're going to give you a spot this year. I, I don't care what happens. Like, I, because I just don't, at this point, I, I'm not understanding the game plan 
I, I don't know if it's just the development is more likely to happen if they're in Grand Rapids or shoot, even what makes less sense is are, are they just going to sit on the taxi squad? But um, Mike, I, I know a lot of it is pile on, on Jeff Blaschel, but I mean, he's not, Mike, he's not sitting there turning in a piece of paper and, and making the roster moves and like uh, just to use an overused uh, word right now. So it's going to be kind of confusing, but he's not in like a bubble and he's the only one making these decisions. Like this is, this is confusing to me on what exactly the game plan is here because Blaschel is either a suggesting that it, it would be better for Giovanni Smith, uh, Hirose to not get time over who else is getting time. Uh, but then there's also the idea that from, from Steve Eisman's perspective, he's, he's given the thumbs up. He's like, yeah, taxi squad it up. Keep those guys out of here. And, and if it were a money thing, which you and I have talked about before, which is awful. What goes on with like Giovanni Smith when he was on the taxi squad and like you, you, you know, you're only getting paid for those two hours that you, you were on, that you were actually playing hockey. Uh, the rest of the time you're on your AHL contract. If it was about saving money, then what are we doing with like Nielsen? Like, am I just missing something there? Is it because they're on a two-way contract uh, that they will get paid less? And if Nielsen goes on the taxi squad, he's going to get paid $5 million to be on the taxi squad. If that's something, then that point that I just made, you know, toss it right out. But if that's not going to happen, the fudge is going on. You know, that's where the conversation of, you know, put the tinfoil cap on. Did Steve talk to all the old guys and say, look, you're not going to, we have to worry about that taxi squad. You're going to be playing the whole time. You'll make your full bucks. Like, was that, was that where it was? I talked to Steve Eiserman and I'm all, I'm all thumbs. Yeah. I, these are, uh, it's not the end times because we still have to, we still have to wait. We still got to wait about 30 more games. Um, it's, this is such a rough time uh, because I think if you look and see the other major Detroit sport, you know, the Pistons, they're basically getting rid of, you know, all their older players. Uh, looks like their point guard, Derek Rose is gone. Uh, Blake Griffin, they've stopped playing him in games, you know, and it's essentially all the draft picks, all the young players that their GM has acquired. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's just tough because with the Red Wings, you've got to, you got to ice a team, right? That's what Eiserman's been telling us. And uh, I just, I don't know how that works with um, hockey player development, you know, where it's so much different from like an NFL rookie usually gets thrust right in. Um, you know, like the basketball, the rookies will just get thrust right in. And even if you stink, you know, it's supposed to help you get a better draft pick. So I don't know what. Uh, Unless, you know, it's just at a point where Eiserman doesn't think that playing these guys and watching them get annihilated um, every night is a good idea. Um, I think he's trying to have some semblance of, you know, at least these guys are, they're, you know, not going to set the world on fire and, you know, score more than four goals in a game the whole season. <laughs> but maybe they will make it so that we're not a complete statistical embarrassment while these kids are still trying to, put weight on and, you know, figure out tricks of the trade. And um, it it's just so tough because we have to be so patient and wait for these guys to pan out um, that, you know, when you see another game where, 
Franz Nielsen's playing. Uh, you know, Philpola's playing. Gagne. Um, yeah, it's we got uh, to see a great, great slap of the leg pad by Gagne on the power play. I don't know what the hell I tweeted it out. I thought I'd get more juice from it, but I think everybody's just so frustrated. They're not, they're not ready for the sarcasm. <laughs> they're not ready for the sarcastic tweets. Uh, Cause it's like, all right, let's make sure we get Gagne's stick on the ice. That's why he's on the team. So we can fill out a proper power play unit comes in for the rebound. What? Right on. Right on like in its leg. It's like, all right, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for playing. I appreciate it. Um, I, I get what you're saying. I, I just think like Hirose has played and he's been effective. Smith's played and he's been effective. And now it's like Svechnikov was actually producing uh, in Grand Rapids. And my big fear is that we'll also be, uh, you know, I, I follow uh, Greg Krupa and he tweets out a hashtag at the end of every game. Uh, yeah. Free Hirose, free Smith. So I'm, I'm worried that his new one will be free Svechnikov. I just, he might run out of characters, so you might not have to worry about that, but <laughs> I just, I don't know. It seems, it uh, seems like a no brainer, but it's, uh, I don't know. Long story short, disappointing. I, I do still like, I took all these notes down for some of these numbers we had um, through these two games. Like it wasn't a complete disappointment. Um, there, there was, so much to take away from this. It's it's crazy that the Red Wings could be in a, this position to have such poor puck luck. And I do want to change that puck luck conversation into talking about uh, anti-blashers, is how I'm going to refer to them from now on. Uh, because I just, I think it's time that, Mike, your comment about the talent, um, you know, needing to, to beef up a little bit. Uh, and then, of course, we're playing these old farts while we let that happen. Uh, I think we really just need to sit there and kind of either ask the question, are these guys hurt? And we haven't been told yet. And I'm looking at Larkin and Mantha. Or are they just not, are they just not that good? All right. Oh, that's, that's a distinct possibility. I feel like it could be the case. Red Wings game one, uh, win the possession battle easy, 60-40. Uh, the high danger goes two thirds in our direction. Expected goals two thirds in our direction. Um, I mean, some of the star players in that first game, Nemistikov, Juice, uh, putting on the goals, but then their their own individual performances were off the charts in regards to like individual expected goals. So what they're throwing at the net, uh, Nemistikov leads the way in that first game, uh, doubling up even the 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 first place person on the Chicago Blackhawks in that first game. Brome, Mike, I mentioned the 98% expected goals today uh, percentage. He's 92 in game one. Uh, Brome's just been a, a nut out there. Like, he is keeping the puck away from his opponent. Um, and he he's, he's that right now, since we can now say, all right, so he's not putting the puck in. But if we're trying to find the junkyard dog that can replace Giovanni Smith, who was playing very well with Larkin, and, of course, who he was replacing being – Tyler Bertuzzi, then Brome's certainly eating up that ice time and holding on to the puck long enough for us to get some good shots. But he's also got a like a like a twinge more skill. So we saw it today where he was uh, making moves up to the front of the net, making moves behind in the net to not only hang on to the puck and create second chances, but just, you know, I mean, he, he's he's throwing it at the net himself. We just know, we know the goals, the goals just aren't going in for Brome. 
but he's creating a ton, like 90% expected goals for the amount of time he's getting because he's playing with the first line. That's nuts. That's very good. Um, now, the counter to that is you mix it up, right? You got to do you got to do something to measure. Like, is something going on where it's just because Larkin and Zadina are out there and not Brome? Well, Mike, that's why that's why I brought it up. <laughs> We're going to talk about Anthony Manta, Mike, heading to the first line, and our two uh, <laughs> worst performing lines today um, in regards to expected goals had one thing in common. And it was a jumble of lines. Uh, Anthony Manta was mixed in there. Uh, so, I, Mike, I don't know where, like, what we want to pull from this because I ask, I ask the right question first. Are there injuries that we're not aware of right now? But ultimately, you, you take a look at that first line. You put Matthias Brome, Dylan Larkin, or Matthias, uh, and uh, Philip Sedina together. Uh, that line, the expected goals was 97%. That's for the forward line. So what I was talking about before was just Brome's numbers individually. So okay. now you take out a Brome, you put it in Anthony Mantha, Mike, and it's at 35%. Crunch 35 expected goals. Uh, 35%. Percent. What was that? Crunch him again. All right. I mean, I had to scroll over to see it. Uh, yeah, 35%, Mike, compared to 97%. um now we are talking a little bit more ice time so things could have gone poorly for um are you know what let me take that back let me take that back sorry six more seconds of ice time for when brome larkin and zadina were together so there's more time for them to fudge it up if you want to make that call um so yeah i i just you know we had we had Mantha benched, and you and I did a whole episode where we were like, there's nothing wrong with Mantha. Look at the analytics. Now, this game, yeah. this is it. This is where you do, you know, you play, you can actually play the game for the replacement player. And those numbers just fell right off the charts when you changed that first line. I'm worried. I'm worried about Larkin. I'm especially worried about Mantha uh, because that that's something where you look at those numbers that the first line was producing. You, you almost don't even want him out there. Hmm. Well, I've left you stunned. It's kind of, it's kind of, uh, there's not really a lot to debate. Um, he's, he doesn't really have the, uh, um, you know, like the Detroit, we'll call him the Detroit news statistics. Uh, he's not scoring or assisting. Um, he's not doing deep cut analytics. He's really not contributing a whole lot right now so it's it's there isn't really room to debate uh, but this team has put such a financial um and time a large time and financial investment in him there's not a lot they can do besides well maybe he can ride the coattails of zadina and larkin <laughs> um and we'll kind of see how that goes um then i, and and I, I mean and i, I mean on the saying... eyeball test on the eyeball test right game one in chicago he he looked like manta he had a couple big boy opportunities, um, you know, where it, it looked like Mantha of old, where he, he looked bigger and stronger than other people on the ice. But I don't know. Um, we're not really getting any answers here. 
were just kind of puzzled uh, watching another, you know, debacle offensively. Um, I, I think, Matt, it's almost at this point just wishful thinking uh, to find out that one of them is injured. Uh, because if this is just, you know, a best case scenario for their abilities, I, it's uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty uh, disheartening. Uh, I think that's the second time I've used this word uh, in this episode. Yeah, um, it, hap- it tends to happen when one yeah. discusses <laughs> Detroit Red Wings <laughs> fandom. Uh, were there any positives this week, Matt? Any positives? Well, yeah. Besides, I mean, I guess you could, yeah, you could hang on the Matthias Brome stuff, but we also got some great uh, goaltending. Uh, I just, you know, I, I guess it's the same old, same old positive. So Bernier played good. Grice, I mean... Really? Uh, if you take a look at the deep cut analytics, he allowed more goals than what, um, you know, the analytics said should have happened. Uh, we, we really shut down the Blackhawks in that first game. So anything that was more than one was going to be uh, a, a letdown, uh, which is, you know, it, is that en- entirely fair to throw out there? Because Grice has, I think, easily been the better of the two goalies when you're looking at Bernier and Grice. And Grice also had to hold the team up while Bernier was out. So, I'm not calling Grace bad in any way, but it just kind of, you talk about statistical anomalies again. Like we're always trying to figure out like, what do we need to do to get a win? Well, Grace for the first time this season really played poorly when compared to like the expected goals. So he really just gave up some juicers and uh, it's, it's just kind of like what can go wrong in each game. Well, that's, that's what went wrong in the last game was, was Grace just happened to let a couple extra slip by then again, the analytics suggest he should have. Um, but, yeah, you said what happened, what was good. Uh, I guess, yeah, Bernier. <laughs> Bernier tonight. <laughs> I'll come back to that point. Um, you know, uh, neither of those goalies are playing as well as Lankin right now, who's, uh, I think, making his claim for the Calder Trophy. But, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes as the season continues. Uh, might get a... He might get some uh, a competition with with uh, Pius Suter, who I I, I actually hesitated there because Mike Tarico kept calling him Pius, and I oh, that's not I would good. go with Pius. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I I did ask everybody online. Nobody gave me a good answer. So um, I will throw out there too, Mike. Uh, Red Wings with the five on five strategy, we were able to keep the Blackhawks uh, away from the front of the net for two periods today. So for us to go into the third period with only allowing one goal, I mean, that's that's how you do it. You just, I made the comment in the first, I said, all right, well, you can't lunch them on high danger chances four to nothing and do this for three periods and expect to win. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, uh, that didn't hold up. So it kind of goes back to when you have a first period like the Red Wings did today, you got you to take advantage of it. Um, all right, Mike. We got a couple more things to throw out there. Do you have a who's that Pokemon? Uh, yeah, I think I get one of those scrounged up for us here. Let me make sure. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't trying got... to leave you hanging. I, I, uh, shoot. Well, we've uh, we've got some other news to discuss too. Uh, more insiders returning to play, and uh, I thought it would be fun to to look back at why this is exciting because he's been out for a little bit. And uh, I wanted to bring up a graph that we showed uh, just to remind everybody why this is so exciting to uh, to just have Cider at least, um, you know, some good news coming that way and, and to know he's he's going to be developing, playing, I don't know, however, whatever makes you more excited. 
that little blue dot for anybody watching on YouTube, that, that represents more cider. Just destroying the charts created by uh, Prashanth Iyer. And of course, that's at Iyer underscore Prashanth. Uh, he's guested on the show before. Uh, man is an analytics genius, but uh, yeah, really, really highlighting here just how great cider has been doing over in the SHL. So it's good to know that uh, it's good to know he'll be back on the ice and getting ready because even though the Red Wings are are playing well defensively, I think we all have seen what Cider's been able to do in the SHL with some replays at some point, and we just see that there's a guy who's playing just as well on the defensive side as he is on the offensive side. So just to kind of get that extra little oomph, and if you could imagine like getting a guy that's playing as well as like Stetcher is right now and having maybe his pairing be with Cider, would be, that would be fun, uh, I have to say. But... I mean, I mean, you're talking too from a size aspect. It's a nice one for one stall for cider, and I think we'd all agree that that would be fun to watch. But um, yeah, just just a little little bit of extra good news there, and then of course, uh, Mike, maybe some bad news coming up. Oh, uh, no. Red Wings have uh, the Florida Panthers Friday and Saturday night, so uh, looks like everybody will be able to record Sunday morning since we don't have a game on recording day. Uh, Red Wings, Mike, uh, one, two, and one against Florida this season. Uh, and then the Panthers are rolling in hot. They did go down pretty handily to uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning a couple nights ago. But since the Red Wings took down the Panthers four to one in their yeah. last five games, the Panthers themselves are four and one. So, yeah. uh, I mean, Florida definitely had some sleepless nights after that Redwood defeat. And I think they've been grinding their, their kitty cat molars just thinking about <laughs> going on a revenge tour. Uh, but I, we definitely inspire some of the teams in the NHL. Um, Chicago's in the doldrums, and now they're one of the hottest teams in the league. Yep. Uh, Florida was pissed off at us. Now they're one of the hottest teams in the league. Uh, we are literally the NHL's kindling. Uh, to get the fire going in your respective town. So you're welcome. Man, Chicago, second place in the Central right now. Jesus. Woo! You're welcome. Playoff team if it started today. Uh, yep. Matt, I think uh, I think we need a little who's that Pokemon action. Oh, we're ready for who's that Pokemon! Yeah! We're basically I uh, cherry pick a quote out of context from head coach Jeff Blaschel, uh, guest read by uh, Paul Woods, uh, the color commentator, the voice of the radio uh, broadcast of the Red Wings. And Matt is going to have to guess who Jeff Blaschel was talking about. Matt, are you buckled in? I'm ready to go. All right. Now, last time we didn't get a Jeff Blaschel quote. This time I won't disappoint you. We got the man himself, uh, all the Jeff uh, basher, blashers. We'll call them blashers. I like that. Instead of a basher, a blasher. You know, like blasher. I, I liked it, anti, you know, like anti-blasher. Anti-blasher. Yeah, oh, anti-blasher. Okay. Yeah, kind of. Okay, well, we'll agree to disagree. Matt, are you buckled in? Come on! I was so it's... happy when I thought of that earlier today. I, gotta I like get, I, You gotta do some improv with me once in a while and go, yes, and. <laughs> no, no, stop. Bad, bad. No, no, stop. No, stop. No. Okay. Stop trying. All right. <laughs> Here's my game. All right. Go ahead, Mike. All right. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. All right. Here we go. Well, uh, once again, uh, very excited to be here on uh, Brothers of uh, Discussions Hockey Podcast, Red Wings Rant. Uh, here we go. This is from head coach Jeff Blesch himself. Blink played really well. He's moved the puck well. 
I think he's earned the opportunity to play up there a little bit, and it just gives us a little bit different look. I think he's played really well for us. Matt, I think it's safe to say Blashill thinks this guy played really well. He said it twice in three sentences. He's got to be careful with some of those G words, like great. Um, got to stick with those W's well. Um, well, 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 he's played well, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> we don't really know how he said it. Uh, well, well, uh, you know, okay. We, he likes it up him. like that. That'll look good. Yeah. Uh, Mike, that's Vladdy Domestikov that you're talking about. Oh, Matt, he was right on the last episode, and Matt, a new streak begins because you are wrong. It was John oh. Merrill. Oh, okay. <laughs> John Merrill, the stopper. John Merrill's played really well. He's moved the puck well. I think he's earned the opportunity to play up there a little bit, and it just well, gives us a little bit different look. I think he's played really well well for us. Well, well, there you go. That's uh, the John Merrill story and uh, another exciting addition of it. Who's that Pokemon? Yeah. All Thank right. you, Jeff. We got, we got to get Mike to bed. Mike, you run off to bed, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Um... <laughs> Long story short, Red Wings are frustrating as, as all hell. And yep. uh, we've got more hell to come. Where are more games of hell? I'm pretty... Last, last thing before we go. I was pretty bummed because I thought we had the formula for these two games to take home some wins. Fabry, Sedina, most of the guys not hurt. Most of the guys not sick. Didn't matter. Chicago. <laughs> Just right through our hearts. Uh, two wins, Red Wings. Oh, and I just remembered how that overtime game lost, uh, finished. Uh, with that botched one-timer where nobody wanted to shoot. So we decided to turn it over to Chicago and give up basically a three-on-none. <laughs> God, that was bad. All right, well, we'll get them next time, boys. Woo. Uh, eat them up, Red Wings. Eat them up. Rick Flair woo for a good measure. Uh, I just realized it's WrestleMania in the background. That's what made me think of doing that. Um, we didn't put up our Red Wings background. Oh, well. Everybody, don't forget to check out Brothers of Discussion. That's okay. If you heard in the last Red Wings game, they played the Stone Cold theme and then Macho Man, Cream of the Crop, and Ric Flair. So, totally deserved. Yeah. No, they did that. They do that. That's their little... They have their little built-in... Uh, I don't know. What do you call that? Who cares? Nobody cares what I... All right. See you, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Green rise to the top. Get the fudge yeah. out of here. Yeah. <laughs>